All right, rockers and metalheads, this is DJ Rem, quoth the Raven, and I have Pete Clemens from the band Yellowtooth on the line. How's it going tonight, brother? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Can't complain. It's uh, it's Thursday. The My week work week, can't even talk, is almost over, and the whiskey is flowing, so it's a good night. How about you? <laughs> That's it, man. I got I got the beer in my hand. Awesome, awesome. Okay, well, let's, uh, I guess let's start if you could introduce yourself and your spot in the band and then also introduce the guys that are not with us tonight, if you would. Okay. Um, I'm Pete Clemens, uh, bassist and vocalist for the band Yellowtooth. I've been involved in music since 1986, I believe. Um, The guys that are currently in Yellowtooth, guitarist, vocalist uh, Henry McGinnis, um, and the drummer's name is Dave Dalton, who we just uh, recently acquired uh, from a band called Legion. Um, Dave is a part-timer. He does his band, and he does our stuff too. So, Awesome, awesome, very cool. So what are you guys up to right now? What have you guys been doing to uh, bide the time due to COVID and everything? I mean, I know there's a new album coming out, so that's pretty that's- cool. that's been our primary focus literally probably for for the last two years. Um, what it is, what had happened is we lost our drummer, uh, due to a conflict of interest. And I've known Dave since I think 87 or 88, I've known him a long time and, uh, we've never actually jammed. And when we decided to record me and Henry, we contacted Dave and kind of pursued that route. And Dave lives about three hours away from me. He almost lives in Ohio, whereas I'm near Chicago, about uh, 40 miles east. So we started basically sending music back and forth, trying to get ideas of how to do things. And uh, that over the two-year period, that generated the new album, The Burning Illusion, that uh, we just released or is due to be released uh, at the end of the month. So... It's kind of where we're at right now. Okay, awesome, awesome. So let's talk about the So has the album officially dropped yet, or is it coming soon? It's, it's there lies the problem. Uh, because I was doing everything myself. I have my own label and everything. And it wasn't until I had uploaded everything to Spotify and DistroKid and CD Baby and all that crap that I was going to bring in promotional help. And that's with the guys from Clawhammer. And uh, Scott has been a big help over the years to all my different projects, be it like Invasion or, or Nocturnal Torment or, or what have you. But uh, he decided that we should postpone it for a little while or a couple months anyways. And I had already got the ball rolling. So officially it's not supposed to be out till the 30th of April. Um, but if you go online right now, it, it's actually dropping on like Amazon and everything today, April 1st. So little, little fluctuation, but no big deal. At least, at least it gets out there. All right. Cool, man. Cool. Well, thanks for sending the tracks. And just to reconfirm, I did get them all. And, uh, I have, uh, after the interview, I have three lined up to play and and throughout the evening. So put it this way, by the time the evening's over, as long as you're okay with it, all the tracks will get played tonight. 
that'd be great. And in fact, I just sent you the link to the new video uh, that Clawhammer dropped on YouTube. So it's like a pre, obviously it's a precursor to the album, but uh, I hired a guy from here in Laporte to shoot this video and I included like the girlfriend's son and, you know, all the guys in the band, you know, just rehearsal footage. So it, it turned out pretty good. When uh, you get a chance, check it out there, brother. I will. Absolutely. That's awesome. That's awesome. So where can people go to find out more about the band? What, um, you know, besides what you mentioned about where they can find the new album, what social networking, what websites, where you where you at? Uh, but you know what? Just go to Facebook, that or Bandcamp or uh, Reverb. I think it's on, it's on there. Um, they should all be up by the you know what by today. All the all the uh, all the songs should be available. So okay, but yeah. we've been. I mean, we don't have like a Twitter account or anything like that because we're we're. Uh, I guess we're lazy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It just doesn't. I mean, it's it's hard to maintain everything when you're working 60 hours a week obviously you know that so yeah you, you mean you don't want 400 different places you have to remember to go post stuff come on uh, uh that's no I, that's that's what you do on the side i know you work i know you work so yeah there's not much time for that either big shout out to carl as well because carl made the badass flyer that we used to promote and i saw he was posting that bad boy everywhere this week so big big props to my brother carl carl yeah in case you didn't know he's up in uh the north atlantic up in newfoundland canada oh really oh yeah. very cool very cool yeah basically as far northeast as you can get without hitting greenland so he's way up there now did make sure that you send him the tracks i told him that you'd take care of him so i will and that that, that explains because earlier tonight he's like did you get the tracks from Pete? I'm like, yeah, I got the tracks. And then I just went about my business. <laughs> sorry. If you're tuned in, Carl, sorry, man. I'll get those to you. Yeah, well, I'll make sure. Well, we've got physical copies of the CDs coming out. So I'll make sure you guys get, I mean, you'll get copies. And I'll send something to Carl, too, for, for doing this and for creating my floating head. So <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> That was hilarious. I, I remind, it reminds me of that uh, Wizard of Oz, you know, the, the great Oz, that floating, that, that caricature or whatever in the background. Yeah, and you got it in two different shades of pale, so. Yeah, he did good. Carl, you did good, buddy. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Okay, so, uh, you know, it's been a few years since, actually, since we talked. You know, the, obviously, this is not the first time we've done an interview. Um, definitely been... A fan of Yellowtooth. I mean, ever since the first time, and I think how we initially connected even was probably was Clawhammer back in the day uh, when they'd sent yeah, out a promo. Yeah, so yeah, Scott hooked us up. Yeah, absolutely. And so, obviously, lots of new listeners tonight. So I'm going to kind of go back, even though I know we've we've talked about this before. I want to make sure everyone knows, and the whether the people that are tuned in now. Or the listeners that are gonna, you know, be, be tuning in later uh, from the podcast. So, uh, I guess what got you personally started into music? Um, you know, if we go back to growing up, did you have anyone in your family that was in the music that kind of helped 
guy get you into music? Was it just something that you went off in your own direction? How did it all start for you? My uh, our my whole family um, are are were or at one point were musicians. Um, both my brothers were in bands, like local bands and stuff. Uh, my sisters both play guitar for a little while. My mom was in the choir, so I've always been around it, even even being a kid. I mean, literally, like like four or five years old. And my my brothers were roughly ten years older than me. Were heavily into the seventies movement, a lot of progressive rock and stuff like that. And that's where I started learning about the Beatles. I think the the Beatles was one of the first bands that I had heard. And then came the Monkees. And to this day, I like the Monkees better than the Beatles. I mean, they, they considered a pop group or a, a band that was, you know, put together. Regardless, they're very talented. I mean, very talented musicians. And that just kind of grew on from there. And my my brother took me to see Genesis in 1983. And that changed everything. I mean, that's when I started really listening to music for the words and everything. Um, he was big in Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Zeppelin, Floyd, all the all the basics. But, I mean, that, that kind of helped. Uh, it was like the footnote, you know, I mean, they, they kind of got things rolling. And then uh, I was in, introduced to Iron Maiden in 82. And that that turned it towards the, the spectrum of heavy metal. So basically, I mean, it's always been a family thing. Awesome. That's so cool. And when you saw Genesis, was it with Phil Collins or that other dude? I can't remember his name. Oh, Peter Gabriel. No, this was, uh, it was his only Phil Collins. And what he did is because Phil Collins was originally the drummer. Right. Um, him, he was the lead singer guitarist for that show in, in, in 83. But what he did is he got behind the drum kit with, the other with the band's drummer and they played the same exact rhythm section to a T for like seven or eight minutes. It was incredible. I mean, it was just, it, it, it was astounding just how talented both these guys were, you know, and I, I can't remember the other guys in Genesis, but it was just, it was just a great show. And that really kind of, that pushed me towards the realm of music in general, not, not just heavy metal and shit like that. But I mean, I enjoy ABBA, I mean, you name it, BGs, a lot for the melodies. So, yeah, right on. I tell you, you know, I I I have a very eclectic music taste as well, and I I think uh, I feel like when I talk to bands, the bands that tell me that, oh yeah, I listen to everything. I don't know. I feel like it kind of comes on their music. It's um, they just uh, have a little more variation or something. Does that make sense? Yeah. What's well, now I can listen to some jazz, but some of it I can't. I mean, I, again, you're going into a spectrum I don't really know real well. But I mean, it's. I guess my my point is if it's if it's really guitar driven, like country or folk or acoustic, I'll enjoy it. Right. I because I, I like to hear different things. I mean, it doesn't have to be blasting death metal all day long, which I do love. You know, I grew up <laughs> right. on right. But I mean, as I got older. I really started listening to early country, uh, Waylon Jennings, Willie Nelson, Merle Haggard, and stuff like that, to, to the point that I started buying all their stuff on vinyl. And people were giving it away. 
they're just like, this is crap. This isn't any good. All of a sudden, you see what you know. These albums are going for twenty bucks a pop now. Right. Yeah. You know, it's people ignored it until the until the trend came in, and you know, it's it's something I've been doing for years. Yeah, I tell you what, I just what I just found just this week. Um, I was listening to the local rock station, and and the DJ was like, "Hey, we're gonna play some Fleetwood Mac." I was like, "Oh." Gonna change, gonna turn the channel because I've never been a Fleetwood Mac fan, and the guy's like, "But this is from back when they were in their blues days." I was like, "Oh," and I, and I was like, "Holy crap!" So then I went back and I found like their album from like 1969, 1970, and I was like, "I, I think I can be a Fleetwood Mac fan now <laughs> for the old if stuff." You, so much guitar there's work. A, there's a lot of stuff that you that you're not exposed to. You're because of our conditioning here in the states, uh, America is retarded musically when it comes to the radio. Because it's yeah, what I mean, it's all paid for. I mean, it's all you know. Hey, you need to push our our band or, or whatever you know. Play it till it's falling out of the airwaves. And and there's so much good music that goes undiscovered. Yeah, yeah, and, and it's ridiculous. I mean, it, and there's so much talent out there, and people will put out one album. That'll be phenomenal, and that's it. They give up. They, you know. Yeah, I had a reason. I had the similar experience. I rediscovered ZZ Top, um, by because I have some of their older stuff on vinyl, like pre '80s stuff, and then I went back and found like their very first album, and uh, again, bluesy, completely different than what you know they played in the '80s and '90s. I was like, how did I not know this? Yeah, it's there's so much cool stuff out there that we don't even know, or like you said, that you know they only play the the poppy popular stuff on the radio, so that's all you get exposed to. Yeah, and that's now when my mom was alive, what she would do is we'd be in the kitchen and she'd have the radio on, and you know that's where I heard the Bee Gees, and I mean that's where I heard all this the disco crap, and people, I mean people nowadays, I don't I, I don't know if they understand if you really listen to disco. I mean, listen to the bass player in the background. Listen to the drummer. I mean, these guys are giving it their all. Yeah, the singer the singer can be like, you know, kind of doing their thing or whatever, but you have to listen to the musicianship behind right. everything, yep. you know, to really hear what they're doing. And I, I like disco. I mean, some of it is is incredibly talented. It just it got lumped into this, you know, disco sucks thing. And, you know, that's, that's not necessarily the case for all of it. Yep, yeah, that and that's the beauty. So many different genres, so many different styles of music, and so many different bands. I mean, that's that's why I love DJing and getting, you know, to have guys like you send me music to play, you know, stuff that, I, I you know, I'm not going to hear on the radio. And, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, I would like to hear you guys on the radio, especially if, you know, like on, um, what, Liquid Metal or Octane or something on, on satellite. But... Your normal radio stations, you're not going to hear the kind of music that that I get to play every day and get to listen no. to. So, no, not and that and that's fine. I mean, uh, do you remember the old adage? Some music were, was meant to stay underground. Yep, absolutely. They, they came out years ago, and, and I agree to that. That's fine. Um, I got a coworker that he's a he's a a pastor. You know, he's he's a minister and. That's fine. I, I don't expose my music to him because he just wouldn't understand. Right. Yep. You know? Yeah. 
and I, and I, we had a discussion. I said, if you look at the world around us and all the bullshit that's going on, how politics and everything is, is distorting how people really feel. I mean, because they're so, they're so fervent about, uh, about, you know, being a Democrat or being Republican or whatever. You got to look past that. You got to look at the shit that's going on to your neighbor, to your family, right? To the to the to the people down the down the road. I mean, there's still homelessness in America. There's there's still a need for food. I mean, you know, starvation is look look at the poverty level, and a lot of people don't look at that shit. They think you know they they go on their little tan <laughs> yeah. tangents or whatever, <laughs> little but. tirades. Yeah. So I have to ask you one one more thing. Um, so, cause I just got, I just got a new turntable that I'm just loving. I've just been listening to records like nonstop and tell me if you get into, if this has happened to you. So one of the things I've noticed, especially with the digital age and have been able to listen to music on my phone, all that kind of stuff, you know, I'll listen to a song here, a song there. But like when a when a band comes out with, comes out with an album, I find that I don't necessarily listen to the whole album. I kind of pick and choose, you know, what I'm listening to. And I've been buying a lot of bands, new bands, um, music on vinyl. And I find that when I listen to vinyl, I listen to both sides. I listen to the whole album every time, which has been like a, just a gift to me. You know, it's like, oh my god, wh- wh- why didn't I always do this? I think because. It, it is physically more taxing to hop from song to song on an album as opposed to where you just let the needle rip right through the grooves and you hear the yeah, whole thing. Right on. Um, I know I went to a record show last year before the COVID thing hit. I bought two BTO albums. And I like BTO, but I didn't know them real well. And the album Four Wheel Drive... The whole album is great. It is a great record. I mean, er- everything about it. it. And I wouldn't have known that until I sat down and let the album play again and again. Yeah, exactly. And, th- and that's something, I mean, you discover that once you start listening to vinyl for what it is. You can't, you don't just pick and choose. It's not like a CD or some shit like that. Right, exactly. Pro. I mean, people kind of killed vinyl when they bought the 100 CD disc players. <laughs> yeah, and they, right. they and they'd buy, you know, they'd play one song off one album and then program it to go to another song. You're missing so much music by doing that. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the problem is that there's just a plethora of music now, and you don't know where the fuck to start. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I'm glad to hear from another fellow vinyl lover that <laughs> that, that it's it's worked that way for you too. That's super cool. So, okay, back to Yellowtooth. So. New album coming out. You said it took a couple years. You know, it sounds like it took a couple years to, to, to put this album together. So yeah, it's, it's, what's it's the, been in the works. Yeah, what's the writing process look like for you? I mean, did you write everything? Did you collaborate with anybody? How, how's, how'd that look? Um, initially, uh, the, uh, half of this material went back to when we practiced. We would practice like once or twice a month. It, it was very sporadic only because of work schedules and stuff like that. Um, I work at a steel mill, so it's, it's funny. I, I work with heavy metal. I play <laughs> That's heavy metal. Awesome. That, uh, and so does my guitar player. And because of his schedule, 
we could only get together every once in a while. And he works the shift work, like the five and two schedule where you work five days and you have 48 hours off before you begin your new schedule. So a lot of this was written when we were still a three piece with the original drummer. So this goes back to 2015, some of the, some of the songs anyways. And it was, it was when we were doing it together. I mean, that's how we, that's how we built up the songs. Well, we lost our drummer a couple of years ago and it became to the point that Henry would write by himself and I would write by myself and we would shoot ideas back and forth, you know, through email or Dropbox and trying to get an idea of where we were at. Well, I mean, it worked okay, but we started writing by ourselves too. So the new album has a combination of stuff of individual stuff and of, I mean, stuff that we collaborated with over time. Um, Dave, our drummer being the new guy, he's been with us for two years. What he would do is he would send drum tracks and say, what do you think of this? You know, this is what I think goes in this part. And we would have like discussions, you know, online discussions where, well, you know, maybe you need to do a set of quads here or something like that. And that's kind of, it's kind of how it manifested into the new album. I mean, and that's, it, it, it's funny because we never really jammed as a band. I mean, we wrote the stuff and we would send it to Dave and because Dave was working so much as well, he would send it back to us and we would just do the group chat thing and try and figure out what the hell to do next. So that's, that's kind of how it, how it came to fruition anyways. All right, so. cool. And, and then how, how about the recording process? Did you record it yourself? Did you go, did you guys go into a studio? How'd you do that? Well, I went to, uh, well, See, this harkens back to when, I mean, I, I've got like uh, two or three other projects going on in uh, Corporation SS, Invasion, Yellowtooth, um, Mortem Towers. I got all these things in my head that I can't, <laughs> I can't always do, but uh, <laughs> right we've been working with John Heyman out in uh, Chesterton, Indiana, and we ended up going to him to record, and Again, because Dave lives so far away, Dave built his own studio in the basement. And we sent him the scratch guitar tracks, and Dave put all the drums to it and sent them back here. And gradually, over about nine months, me and Henry went out and beat the hell out of this thing and finally got it completed. So, but there was a lot of, I mean, there was a lot of hit and miss on it, obviously. Uh, Cool, man. Cool. And so then did, 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 uh, did he master it or did you send that out somewhere else? No, we had John do everything. Oh, um, awesome. we were, there was, uh, I, I, I try and have a timeline for everything, but that kind of got shot in the ass with, with the COVID. Right. Um, this was supposed to be released in 2020 and we just kept on running into problems because Henry tested positive for the COVID. Um, Dave, he got sick. I don't believe I, I'm not 100% it was COVID, but he was he was laid up for a while. So everything got delayed because of the sickness. But we, we finally were able to put this whole thing together, and that's where we're at now. Um, the CDs are at the manufacturer. Should be here in three weeks, and then we're going to hit the road and start passing these things out. Awesome, awesome. Well, I tell you, what I've heard so far is badass. It's been uh, – it's great stuff. Uh, you know, what, one thing I know is uh, – you never let me down with your music, so thanks for I thanks for doing that, man. Thanks for that.
So, okay. It's, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. It's a, it's a labor of love. You know yep. that. Yep. I mean, it's. I'm not worried about making money. That's why I have a job. I just like to create music. Yeah, and that's that's very cool. I, I got too much. I got a lot more left. Awesome. Probably takes a little <laughs> bit of the pressure off it too. If it's you know you're like you know what I got my day job. I love to create music, and and the the, the money and the and the music aren't really in there intertwined. I'm guessing that probably helps with that. Well, I mean you 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 know the old joke that you see on the internet. You know. Now, how much did you make at the gig? Well, I only lost one hundred fifty dollars. You <laughs> right. know, that's how, that's how it is, and that's fine. I mean, I'm not out playing a top forty band where I get to sit and play the same songs three and a half hours every night or every weekend. Right. That that I have no interest in doing that at all. I like the songs. But I don't want to hear you play them. You know, <laughs> I'll listen. I'll listen to the radio do it. So right. I want to hear. I want to hear uh, unique stuff. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, I have some questions from the chat I want to get to. We're going to All start right. with Carl. He is tuned in. Um, he wants to know, back in the day, who banged the most groupies in the band? Um, probably our singer. <laughs> Which band? I mean, I don't know. It wasn't wasn't me. It wasn't me. I was a I was a dork, man. <laughs> I'd go up and I'd be talking to the I'd be talking to the other musicians about their equipment and stuff. So. I didn't, uh, it wasn't until I was in my mid forties that I realized that what way groupie was <laughs> right on. <laughs> and then, okay. What, uh, one other question from Carl before I move on to someone else. He wants to know if, uh, you or any of the members of the band ever went, have gone to jail while out doing live shows. As a matter of fact, no, no, we haven't. There was one incident up in Chicago, but that kind of, that was like a, we got caught in, uh, you know, I, no, we didn't. <laughs> I could go on and on a, and, and a tangent on this, but I'm not, but no, nothing ever like that. <laughs> okay. Well, that, that, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, okay. Megan over at Rock Addict Radio in the chat wants to know if you are into horror movies and if so, what's your favorite? I am not. I'm actually, I stopped watching them uh, years ago. And I, I can't put my finger on why, but when I was uh, in middle school, I, you, I would collect horror books. Um, so I literally had, I don't know, I would say 70 or 80 books, like the old paperback novels. Um, I had like the Stephen Kings and stuff like that. Uh, Dean Koontz wasn't real big back then that I recall, but a lot of lower name authors. And I would read those things day and night. And for whatever reason, I, I ended up giving them to the local library. I, I don't know why, but, uh, they just kind of went that way. And I haven't really been that much into the horror movies. Uh, that, you know what? I don't know why I, I've been more like into the war, like world war one and world war two kind of thing. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm not a, you know, people like to ask this question for <laughs> to bands all the time, um, and a lot and a lot of times, you know, especially uh, in the metal scene, I do find that a lot of bands are into that. And uh, but I, I'm like you, never. I, I, I have I have basically, you know, I want explosions and I want action going on. 
I don't my now my girlfriend likes to watch horror movies, but she'll I mean, they're more the psychological kind of thrillers. Right on. And one thing that she does have me watching more of is like the uh, all these ghost shows, you know, where they like, they try and like oh, debunk like the ghost hunters. Yeah, stuff like that. And uh, I mean, it's okay. It's not bad, but I'm like, I'm kind of curious about that. Um, now, one thing I don't know if you know, I live out here in Laporte, Indiana, and we had a serial killer here here by the name of Bell Gunnis. And she was a woman that murdered, uh, and they estimate up to 40 men. Okay. And she lived right down the road from me over here. So, and I've seen a bunch of pictures, and I would go out there, and I'm trying to find where this farm is at. Because everything got bulldozed, you know, when they, when they upgraded the whole city. So, I'm trying to do my, my longitudinal thing and trying to figure out where the farm was. You know, where the bodies were found and shit like that. I don't know. Am I a detective? No, probably not. But <laughs> that, that kind of, that piqued my interest. I was I was kind of curious about that. Uh, that, that. That's pretty wild, especially to have it, like, just down the road from me. Well, she, uh, yeah, because she murdered, she was from uh, Scandinavia and married a guy in Chicago, and they moved out here. And wherever she went, they were finding bodies, apparently. Huh, and interesting. They ended up, they're making a movie about her now. They just had a bunch of people uh, shooting film in downtown Laporte. Oh. You know how they cordon off, cordon off the area and everything? Right, right, yeah. So, but they found uh, supposedly like uh, 18 bodies or something like that in the area. So kind of, kind of, kind of, kind of interesting. Yeah, I have to go. I listen to a lot of true true crime podcasts. That name doesn't sound familiar. I have to go back through. Maybe I missed her, but uh, type, yeah, type in her name is Bell Guinness, B E L L E Guinness, G U N N E S S, I believe, and it's Laporte, Indiana. Uh, yeah, I'll check that out. So, okay, let's go back to you in music. So, kind of talked about you know influences growing up and stuff, but. What you know? What bands are you listening to these days? Um, well, let me rephrase that. What's like a couple newer bands that you've gotten into lately? When you say newer, like how new? <laughs> Only reason I say that is because I listen to. I'm. I've been stuck on a band called Porcupine Tree. Okay, I have uh, not heard of them. They are. Uh, I don't, they call them progressive metal or some shit like that, but um, they have an album called The Incident, and I'll send you the link to it. Yeah, please. It's, it's heavy. It's very heavy, but it's got incorporates a lot of melody and stuff like that. Um, that's been on my plate uh, literally for the last four or five years. Um, what, st- what style that, of music is it? It's I. You know what? You have to hear it because it's 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 kind of opethy. Okay. Okay. But not heavy. I mean, not metal, not like Ackerfeld growls and stuff like that. He, there's nothing like that. I mean, he actually sings. But it's it's good material. It's it's real good material. I can't I can't I can't push it enough, honestly. Oh. Cool. Um, that and a band called Amplifier from the uh, United Kingdom. That's another one I, I've been listening to. 
All right. All right. Oh, hey, we're getting uh, – we actually have some uh, listeners from the U.K. in the chat over at uh, Metal Devastation Radio. And uh, Ian, who's tuned in, he just said, excellent band, Porcupine Tree. So he, yes, he, he's heard they are. of them. They're, they're, it's, the guy's name is uh, Stephen Wilson, and he's, he's really creative. I mean, he went back um, – he built a studio – and he went back and he remastered some of the Yes albums, some of the Genesis albums, uh, some Jethro Tull. Okay. And I mean, and he took these the mixes from seventy five, seventy six, and re-edited them and remastered them, and they sound phenomenal. I mean, he's a he's a talented talented guy. Awesome. Also yeah. has six bands, seven bands, or something like that. Oh wow. Um. He's got. He has the band with Alkerfelt Al, uh, from Opeth. Okay. Um, he's got a band with him, and then he's got this a band called Bass Communion, um, a band called Blackfield, which is kind of like Porcupine Tree, but it's with a an Israeli vocalist. But it's yeah, he's all. I mean, he's real diverse, but he, it's it's good material. Awesome. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to look him up and check him out. And Ian said, if you haven't. Check out the album Deadwing. Got it. Already got it. Awesome. Absolutely great album. Okay. Great cool. album. Yeah, I guess I'll have to check it out. See what you guys that are Deadwing talking about. And, yeah, The Incident uh, is another album that's that's great. Um, uh, I can't. There's there, there's a lot of his materials real good, real good. Some of it, the earlier stuff. Was very Pink Floyd ish. Okay, I can dig the, that too. The, and I, I say soundscapes, but it's more like keyboard scapes. Okay. I mean, a lot of a lot of multi layered keyboards, but you still have your bass, guitar, and drums behind it. So there's a lot of like the seventies uh, etched in the music itself. So okay, yeah, I definitely uh, definitely have to check. Oh. Dave is in the chat on at Rock Attic Radio and just said, I did, in fact, have the Rona. Dave is tuned. Oh, is he really? That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, Dave got, yeah, Dave was sidelined for a while there. Good to see you, Dave. Thanks for joining, man. It's awesome. I always love it when band members just kind of show up unexpectedly. That's super cool. Have you guys... Well, I wish uh, Sorry, go ahead. I wish they'd show up to my house so we can jam. How about that? That's <laughs> that's what I could use. There you go, Dave. You're being called out on air. <laughs> show up, practice. So, have you guys have you ever had any um, any wild, crazy uh, tech disasters on stage that just like totally pissed you off? Um, I'm sure there's been something. I mean, nothing. We did a show, and this was before day. We played, uh, we, we played a death metal fest, and obviously we're not death metal. But uh, I blew up my bass rig, and it sounded like shit. I mean, because I, I blew out all the speakers, and all you heard was treble. And this kid comes up to me, he's like, "That's the heaviest bass sound ever." <laughs> I'm like, "Kid, you're on crack, man." <laughs> I'm like, "Listen to that noise." He's like, "Yeah." Well, not so much, but. No, I mean, it, you know, it's just the the same disasters you you encounter. I mean, 
as a musician, you go on stage and you don't expect to hear anybody except yourself. Um, one of the things that I learned in being a, as a three piece is that you have to have guitars and bass on both sides of this, of this stage. And your drummer has to hear it's essential because he is your timekeeper, you know? And that's one of the things that you, you, you learn over years is, is how to make sure you angle the speakers just right. You know, so, so there are no, uh, breakdowns or shit, even when something goes wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I'm guessing I'm not a musician, so I don't, you know, I, I'm, I'm lucky my, my mixer is working for the show tonight. So, <laughs> but I, I'm sure over the years, you definitely learn, uh, the tricks of what works and wasn't what doesn't for sure. It's yeah. Well, I've taken a beating, so yeah, I know. <laughs> it's a school of hard knocks, right? Shit, that's about it, man. That's about it. <laughs> okay, shameless plug time again. Where c- should people go to hear the new album to check out the band? Uh, go to YouTube. Go to YouTube. Um, most of the songs and everything should have been uploaded now uh, by DistroKid. So just type in yellow tooth on one word and burning illusion and something should come up. And obviously when you hit YouTube, it'll give you the uh, files on the right hand side that you can click on. Um, you should be exposed to all the new material anyways. Uh, a lot of the old stuff is up there as well. And I wouldn't, I would definitely push the second album because the second album was, was heavy as fuck. And for whatever reason, it just went under the radar. But uh, you know what? If anyone's checking this out, go listen to our material. Let, yeah. let me know what you think. Absolutely. Check out Yellowtooth. They kick ass. And speaking of things that kick ass, I'm looking at the artwork for the new album. Who who did that? Because it's, it's awesome. We had, um, honestly, there was a guy in... I believe he's from France. I could be wrong. That generates all this type of artwork and stuff. And we went to his site and we had to modify it. We had, we had, we had seen a picture we really liked because he puts up like one a day. I mean, that's, that's all he does. Um, I think it's called moon ring design. Okay. And we contacted him and we were like, Hey, we, you know, this is awesome, but we need you to modify it. He's like, yeah, that's fine. I can do whatever you want. And that's what we ended up using for the last two albums. Um, and he's, I mean, he's done great work. The, the first album was from a guy by the name of Tom Denny, who's in California. Uh, he's a real big artist in like the stoner rock scene and stuff. Okay. And we ended up having him do that first album and then Moon Ring Design for the last two. So. Okay. Super cool. And of course I have to ask, because the listeners always want to know, How'd you come up with the name of the band? Where'd Yellow Tooth come from? That's, <laughs> you know, I, I had a feeling that was going to happen. Um, I used to play in a band called Skullview. Uh, Skullview was like a an Iron Maiden type band. Uh, we went to Germany a couple times, you know, put out, I think, four albums, five albums. And we ended up regrouping after our guitarist moved and started practicing at his new house. And he, it was a kind of like a bi-level or a tri-level where you went in, you can go to the basement or you can go upstairs. 
And when they moved in there, I, I'm not sure if they were, they were trying to help. They were, I mean, they're good people and they were trying to help some friends out. Well, there was this woman there and uh, she was a real mouthy bitch, but she had this one bright yellow tooth. <laughs> I mean, all her teeth were white except a single one. <laughs> and she, like I said, she was real mouthy and, one night we were all drinking, we're all, we're all partying and everything, and we got in a fight with her. And the fight, I mean, it was just verbal, obviously, and we, we were outside, and we were all arguing. And she wanted to go out, and she wanted to leave, and uh, we're trying to move cars and accommodate her, you know, we're, we're not that big of dicks. But she got into a uh, verbal confrontation with my drummer, Joe Garvelia, and if you know Joe, he he doesn't he doesn't hold his tongue, and they start getting getting into it, and he's just like, "Listen here, you fat yellow tooth bitch, I'm gonna fucking knock you out." <laughs> and it, I never laughed so fucking hard. <laughs> I'm just <awesome>. like, <laughs> and I told Joe that night, I said, "I am going to name a band Yellow Tooth just because of this." <laughs> you know, awesome. and we're all drinking. You know who the who thinks that's going to happen? But uh, two, three years later, that's that's where it started. So here you are, playing in the band yeah, Yellow no Tooth. Shit. <laughs> Love it. No shit. Very yeah, cool. those uh, those guys, the guys from Skullview, uh, they're they're all good guys. I mean, like I said, they're it's an Iron Maiden type band. Um, the vocalist is phenomenal. He kind of like a Halford style. Okay. More so, more so than uh, Dickinson. But he could hit those notes. I'm just a good singer, good singer, kind of kind of a goofball. But I mean, we put a yeah, I think we put out four albums. So awesome, awesome. Okay, is there anything we haven't talked about that you want to make sure the listeners know about you, the band, anything we haven't covered? Uh, no, not really. I mean, just thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting us. Thanks for supporting underground music in general. I mean, that's this is where it's at. This is where this is where you will find the bands that that don't have the means to to promote themselves and shit like that. I mean, you will find a lot of bands, a lot of great bands that are that are just hidden gems. Basically, is what they are. Right. Um, yeah. There's you know one band, and this goes out to my my drummer Dave Dalton. He's been in two or three bands. They never got the recognition they deserved. He was in a band called Rats Krieg for years. And excellent band. Excellent band. Slid under the radar. He's in a band called Legion. And they've been, they, for whatever reason, have slid under the radar. Stuff like that. Try and keep an eye for it. I mean, because, again, there's there's just so much talent under there. Um, I just... I released, I had a side project called Corporation SS and it's a grindcore band Yep. and put that out. And on the other side, because it's a split CD is a band called Beaten, which is my friend's band from Skullview. That's his death metal band. Great, great band, great music. I mean, it's got, it harkens back to the days of early Swedish death metal and it, it's stuff like that. This is kind of like, it's not a front. It's not, well, it's not to the extreme point anymore. You know, I mean, people fucking taking piles of shit and putting it on their covers or whatever, but it's, it's 
quality music and it just it just it deserves to be heard i think is what i'm saying yeah uh, awesome i agree and you should have you should have him hit me up uh because i'd be happy to do like a uh, 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 on-air interview with him to talk about his his other bands and stuff we definitely should make that happen okay definitely down for that so okay well i definitely want to thank you for taking time uh t- to hop on air and, and talk and take the listeners questions and like i mentioned we have uh uh, by the time the night's over, I'm going to have played all the tracks off the new album, so the listeners are going to hear the whole thing, which I think is pretty cool. Um, well, one last question for you. Have you thought, well, I'm sure you thought, and I know it's uh, I know it's really expensive, but have you thought about putting out anything on vinyl? Well, after your last conversation with me, I looked in the patches, and we're going to get patches made. Oh, that's awesome. Um, I can't wait. So I blame you. I'm blaming you strictly for that. So. Yeah, you're welcome. People will buy them. <laughs> and, yeah, we're going to do a vinyl release. Um, problem is, one of the songs won't make it that are on the CD because the vinyl length is too short. Gotcha. So we need to go through the the cropping process and eliminate one of the songs. Um, that won't – it's kind of detrimental – as you won't be able to hear everything, but then that speaks for the CD. That means you, in order to hear all the songs, you have to buy the CD or yeah. buy the whole release. Yeah, there you go. So that's, I mean, it's not what I want. That's the way it's looking. So hopefully in the next, probably next month, we'll have stickers, patches, and the vinyl probably not until June or July. Okay. Um, I, I mean, obviously, we've got to line everything up and get the designs rolling. Uh, big shout out to Ray Miller from Cursed Productions. Uh, he's down here in Elkhart, Indiana. Uh, the guy is phenomenal. He designs everything. He does our ads, does our shirts, you name it. He does it. See, see so, the one doing the patches. Yeah, awesome. yeah. Ray Ray does everything. Um, he he's been in. I met him back in I think in eighty eighty eight, and he's put out a lot of underground metal. I mean, he's just. He's a diehard like us. So big shout out to Ray. Ray, if you're out there, love you, buddy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Well, I look forward to the patches, and I'm super stoked now to hear about the vinyl. So make make sure hit me up when that hits in case I miss it. Uh, and, I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Because I am, will definitely buy it, and I will send you a video of me playing it. So you know what you got it. <laughs> That'd be awesome, man. That'd be awesome. Yep. Yeah. Well, it's funny because um, I don't know if you've heard the band uh, Grave Huffer, but uh, they're good friends of the stations, and um, I just recently got their new album on vinyl, and they've been posting it like all over. You know that they're it's for sale, and they're cutting it, getting low on inventory. I'm like, oh, this is a good opportunity to post a video of me playing <laughs> playing their record, and I did. You know, I'm like, people people need to see it, play it, and, and hear it. So that, that, that was pretty cool to get to do. So, yeah, I look forward. I can't wait, man. You know what? That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So, okay. Well, thanks again for taking time uh, to call in tonight. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate you uh, making badass music. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll be on the lookout. We'll keep promoting. And this will be give me a day or so, and I'll have this uh, up on the podcast channel, and I'll get it over to you. 
Very cool, man. Send me links. We'll get it out there. Yep, will do. Okay, have a good night, man. Take care. All right, brother. Thank you. Yep, peace. Bye.